Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, Jake Johansson. Hi, Jackie. Yay! Welcome to the Dork Forest. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. This is nice. We're we're actually we're doing we're a little dork expedition that Patrick Brady's gonna have to work from the uh the Zoom. He wants me to get labs. He wants me to get lavaliers so that when I when we we're in a situation like this. That's your nerd helper? Yeah, that's computer. my audio guy. Uh Patrick Brady'll fix the audio. Here's what I can tell you, Patrick Brady, is because I record all the time on this thing and right. it makes a wave file. Right. I record it in a wave file. Then I put it onto the laptop and I put it in Levelator. Right. And then that makes like if I'm a little louder than you are because we're sitting the same distance away, but maybe our voices aren't the same, Levelator kinda smooths that out. And then you can do further tweaks in iTunes and you're fine. You don't right. need labs. It, and so, let's Let say, me just tell you something. The, the labs he had were beautiful. They were $600 labs, though, each. And I was like, guess what's not going to happen? But maybe I can borrow labs. Like, he usually means in like a, a because I have Love Later, and I do it sometimes for the phone bonus, uh, for the, like a bonus track mm-hmm. for the Dork Forest, uh, which Andy and I just talk about the show. And he's like, how did the show go? And I say, well, it was great. And then I tell him an anecdote about the show. And then he opines on it. And that's our, that's the bonus track mm-hmm. um for the app. And, but <clears throat> in this situation where we are in a small room that is, we're, it's usually for like a restaurant. Right. Like if I you're did, in a restaurant or someplace where there's other ambient noise or, or if it's a big room, like right. when we were in my kitchen, you know, yeah, that, it's like very echoey. echoey in there. Yeah. Cause this is, um, cause what he does is, is I record this on the zoom. I, I go through it. Through in Audacity because I don't have a I don't have a Mac and right. then I send the file to That's him. That's a surprising thing about you that I don't have a Mac to me. Yeah, I yeah I'm more PC than than Mac. Right, I guess. but you go. I mean, haven't have you been to Comic Con? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's you're a Mac person. Oh really? You're a you're a creative, I have an iPad. You're a creative nerd. I am a creative nerd, but I I don't like uh, I use Photoshop and PC. Well, the they PC. have Photoshop for the Mac. I they feel do, like yeah. I feel like I started my first computer was a Mac Classic, two megs of RAM. Both. That's I had I had one that had I don't even know how many megs of RAM, but it had a twenty megabyte hard drive. Woohoo! That was the hard drive was twenty megabytes. Yep. Holy cow! Mac Classic. No, that was a PC. I started okay. off in the PC world, and I switched to Mac in nineteen ninety four. Okay, in 89, I had uh, a Mac Classic that was my sister's, really, and then she gave it to me in, uh, I think, 94. Mm. And then I had it until 99, the Mac Classic, where I still had dial-up. Well, you were still using it. Yeah. I got my, my PC was made by a guy that I was on the morning radio with in San Francisco, and I bought it in 1987, I think, 84. 687. Right. And his, his, he made his own PCs out of components that he bought. You know, that was sort of before you could even go to Fry's and right. get your own components in 1987. Yep. 
But, uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. They're anyway. sad. Yeah, yeah, the, that kind of techie. So uh, Jake Johansson, by the way, people should know, uh, stand-up comic for low these many years. Over 40 times, am I correct, on Over 40 Letterman? times on Letterman. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about Leno? Have you been on Leno? I've been on The Tonight Show with when Johnny Carson was the host. Jesus. And, uh, That's and Jay, And uh, so I went on a few times with Johnny, four times with Johnny, and four times, I think, with Jay guest hosting for Johnny before Jay took over the show. Right. And then I went on a few times during Jay's tenure. tenure. Mm-hmm. But, but I haven't been on recently. I feel like maybe I'm more affiliated with the Letterman show in their eyes or they have a little different. Uh, they do. They do have a little bit of a, yeah. And uh, so, but, uh, so at Jake, this is dot com is That's your my website is your website. And our, is it at Jake, this on Twitter? Yes, as well. It's at Jake this on Twitter. And Jake, this is your podcast, which we podcast. just recorded. Yeah, so you're on my podcast, and now I'm going to be on your podcast. Right, right. This is podcast on podcast crime. It's good. Uh, but what you were saying is that you love the city of New Orleans. I do. Well, so we're inside. It was so nice of you to come to my sanctum yeah. room. And so I describe this room as kind of like the inside of my brain. So it's got a lot of the things that I really like. But I have these beads from New Orleans, which I've accumulated on my many trips there. Wait. And then... Well, how do beads... I've never been to New Orleans. Well, usually you, someone show, shows you their... Boobs. Boobs, and you throw beads at them. But okay. they actually have parades, and they give away beads. And some of these are from... New Orleans theme night bar things that happened. And so, and so anyway, you, you, so you I can just collect beads. I've just accumulated. Just They're just cheap, crappy plastic beads. And some right, of them right. I bought to bring home because I've got a daughter. And then she's not into the beads anymore. So right. I came back out to live out here until she's in her 20s and starting to well, want to wear lucky. beads again. Huh? Huh? Yeah. It's uh, Tina Fey uh, in her book uh, said that her mom had her try on her first bra in the store at JCPenney. In the bra section, like not in a over her clothes. So she said she had to try on a bra in JCPenney in the underwear section. She said, and what that did for me was that that made me never have to uh, go wild and show anybody my boobs. And uh, because she had taken off her clothes in the bra section. No, she had never taken she, she over her shirt. Yeah. She tried on a bra and, and she was like, I'd already been humiliated enough when I was 12 years old. In the JCPenney by my own mother, so well, I didn't have to. And that's not the part of new. I would just say to any ladies who might be listening. <laughs> and I do. I have ladies listening. Beads are cheap. Yeah. You do not need to show anyone your boobs to get beads. They're right. so cheap. You can buy them for, for less than whatever you're drinking that makes you want to take your top off. Well, you know, the interesting thing about boobs is that men value boobs more than women value boobs. Yeah. In yeah. my, They're just like, you want to see my boobs? Okay. This is what they look like. It'd be sort of I like... have so not experienced that attitude about Boobs? women in my, pa- okay. in my past. <laughs> right. I mean, I, start... I feel like I've, I've... There might be more. I'm, I might be slightly off. I think you might be talking about fake boobs. I do know that women who have gotten fake boobs often will show them to you because they're very proud of them. And they, and they want to show you, look how yeah. awesome these are. Right, right. Look what happened and here. Maybe, uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's one of our problems in society is that men want to see boobs and women don't want to show them their boobs. Right. But that, that but anyway, we're off, we're sidetracked. We've sidetracked bit. from a New Orleans, but New Orleans is known for boobs and booze and jazz. Well, the worst part of New Orleans, in my opinion, is Bourbon Street. And it's fun. You can have a lot of fun time on Bourbon Street. Okay. Um, but, 
but that's but that's not really where the the best parts are. Other there's other parts in clubs. If you watch that show Treme, they they. I wish I could see that show Treme because it's about marching band, right? It's a marching band no, in Treme. In no, it's not a it's not a marching band. I thought it's it was a, a marching band. No, it's not. <laughs> what? I don't have HBO. Well, the main character, and uh, I, you know, now I'm confessing how much I love New Orleans, but then I, I've only, I've only watched the first season. I haven't okay. seen, I bought the second season, and there's uh, too much television. You can be a expected it's to hard see to keep all up. I gotta watch pretend medieval guys sword fighting each other. Yeah. I gotta watch uh, Kevin Spacey, right? Try and get laws passed in Washington, right? I've got a lot of stuff to do, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not completely caught. Have up. Have you seen there. all of The Wire? I saw. Almost all of it. I think I stopped short of the last season because it took long enough to come out that I felt like, you know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to go back to the beginning and watch all the way up so I can watch well, it all insane. so I can just feed myself the whole thing right. again. And then I had that idea and I set off to do that and I got sidetracked and, and it now years. Yeah. With the rest of your. <laughs> There's so much. Have you yeah, been the... outside? The graphics are great. Uh, that's a Matt Weinhold joke. Anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> I love Matt Weinhold. He's great. Yeah, I have some comic books that he brought me back from Comic Con right here. He, oh. he brings me these little treats. Oh, and they're all DC, right? Green well, that Lantern. One, li- that one's DC. I don't think. Jeff is... John's writing I don't think this Green is DC. Lantern. The Unmen, have you seen the that? Unmen. That that's Vertigo, which is DC. freaky. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, John I'm not a Whelan. DC person either. I'm more of a Marvel person. So am I, but I need to get a DC dork on, according to many people who are like, uh, you're a little Marvel heavy. It feels like a slap in the face of DC, so we're going to need to have... So I could have, have you had him. Matt Weinhold I on? could, I ha- but not for a while, so I could get him back on. True. He I've go- also talked to Jeff Johns, uh, 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 or his people. Oh, really? Yeah, about getting him on. Because he's writing the new JLA, I think, or JSA. The Justice League or the Justice yep. Society. He's writing that. Yeah, my feeling, so I've read a couple of these DC things just recently because I have this pile that Matt has given me in the past from his trips to Mm Comic-Con, and I don't know if these are extra things or free things or I don't know how they wound up at my house. No, he's a pusher, and and, and he thinks that you might like them, and he's like, and, and, you know, who doesn't want someone to join them in their obsession, in their dorkdom? Well, and I have a lot of things that I'm, I'm... shallowly interested in a lot of things and so comic books i'm down with comic books i gave matt a robot that was my childhood robot toy that he oh. has in his museum of plastic things that yeah you know you look yeah up i did a dork expedition house. over at his house that never it didn't work we uh we only had b-roll at the end of it because the sound was wrong oh. anyway but um so but when was the first time you were in new orleans i probably now i've i've lost count exact count but i like think that it was 1994. So I think this will be, I went down, I had, I had been there to do a college gig. So that, so that's the first time when I was 15 years old, I went there with a marching band Okay. and, uh, I got uh, drunk at 15 and threw up. And that was what one experience play? that I had the trombone. Nice. And nice. I didn't realize how cool the trombone is. This, this is a CD by this guy who I'm actually friends with now called Big Sam. Sam Big Williams. Sam's Funky Big Sam's Nation. Funky Nation. That's Peace, his love, band. and understanding. And he is awesome at the trombone. I mean, I could never hope to be as cool as he is. Right. But you can go down to New Orleans now and you can hear and see people play the trombone that will make you sorry that you sold your trombone back to the music store. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But I went down there when I was uh, in, in, in 94. Because my friend Clark Taylor, who's a comic from San Francisco, okay, 
and I had known him since I started doing stand-up. And he and I were working a gig in San Francisco in, in 1994, or maybe it was late 93. And I was on stage doing jokes about, I had gone to New Orleans for a corporate gig and we went to Bourbon Street and I was making fun of Bourbon Street and how drunk it was and how stupid it was and how terrible Dixieland jazz was. And, you know, the amount of, the amount I have to drink to enjoy Dixieland jazz is only slightly less than the amount, than the amount that it will make me pass out. Right. And so it is a very tight zone of pleasure. And right. he said, you know, you got to go back to New Orleans and you got to go. I'm from this town right outside of there. You got to go see this guy, Kermit Ruffins. You got to see this bar that his, is, you know, in-laws oh, at the time. Sherpa. No, you, you got to go to the jazz festival. You got to do this other thing. And I said, oh, great. Well, maybe sometime I'll go down there. And I, I said, you know, I've got another corporate gig down there. So maybe you give me the list. And he says, well, when, when is it? And it was the end of April. And he says, that's when I'm going to be there. Cause that's when jazz fest is the new Orleans jazz and heritage festival. Okay. So come down, do your corporate gig and just plan on staying a couple extra days. And, uh, and go to the jazz fest. So I said, okay, okay, I will. Yeah. I call him up and I say, where am I staying? How much does it cost? And is it okay? And he goes, don't worry about it. Just get down there. Stay as long as you want. We're going to be there for the whole time. I'll take care of you. So it was really a like, Very just jump out of the car and don't worry about it. Yeah. So I do the corporate gig. I call him up. They say, meet us at this bar. I got, so I'm wearing my suit from the show. Yeah. And we go to this bar. Um, and it's sort of a college fratty hangout bar, but that's, they know where it is. The guys who are booked me for this college gig know where it is and my friends know where it is. So I meet so them So it's just there. a meeting bar yeah. more than anything else. But I've else. got my suitcase and I'm in my suit. Yes. And, uh, then they say, Hey, we're going to go to this place, Kemp's to go see this band, the Rebirth Brass Band. You want to, that's where we're going to go. And I said, well, I got to see if the college kids want to come along, you know, cause right. I just did the gig. Yeah. So if they want to come, it's okay if they come and they go, it's Okay. I go, so you want to go to this place? And their thing was, where? No. What? No. We're not going. We're not going to that. No, I'm sorry. We're not going to that neighborhood. They weren't as panicky as that. Right. I only realized afterwards, <laughs> like, the next year when I asked a cab driver to take me to that bar, he was like, okay, you need me to pick you up because people get shot in this neighborhood. It is not safe right. to be a white person here. He was wrong. But, yes, uh, but- well, it was, it's a, it was a bad neighborhood, and this was a bar that was across the street from some projects, and there were people from the projects hanging out in the bar, and we were right, some of the... Negative things could happen we were in some those of the places few white if you're there. a jackass. But yeah. if you're not a jackass, people are like, well, we're just here having... You're not a tourist, right? You're not there to go, oh, look what black people look like. Can I but touch your hair? I don't realize that we're going to this kind of tough neighborhood <laughs> yeah, yeah. place. And they think it's funny that I'm still wearing my suit. Okay. As, as we get out of the car, they go, you know what? Maybe you should leave this sport coat and tie in the car. <laughs> and we get in there and it's hot. You know, yeah. even though it's the end of April, it's warm and it's inside and it's this brass band and they're blow, you know, it's, I'd never heard anything like it. It's tuba, trombone, drums, and they're just banging away going, Cra- this crazy, it's like this party and people are doing this dance, skip, skip dancing, buck jumping. Yeah. Amazing. Dan- it's like, it's this crazy dance and everybody knows it and the people from the neighborhood are there and then we're sort of on the fringes of it trying to participate in it, mm-hmm. but not intrude on anybody else's good time, but it's so like wild and sweaty and jumping and right, right. just crazy. Just crazy dance and you're bar. the different person, you know, right? you're the person the race thing is completely reversed and everybody knows who you are and that you're there and you're just trying to forget that they know that and have a good time, you know, that's yep. not make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. 
but it was just so much fun. And we were there and the band takes a break and everybody goes out in the street. Of course, you can take your beer out in the street and mm-hmm. people are looking at you. We stayed there for a couple sets and we went somewhere else. And then we went to a third bar and back then the cover charge was like two, three dollars. So you could, you would go see the beginning of somebody's show. When the band took a break, you get in the car and drive half mile and go to another place, right. watch that band. And when they took a break, you go back to the first place you were. Okay. So it was just, and I didn't, and I was just in the car with them and then we were drinking. So yeah, I kind of, I, it was a total trust based. Like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm sleeping. And right. I, I don't really know. I know my friend and I know the other people sort of, cause they're from San Francisco. They're like people I started out knew a little bit from comedy, but they weren't my best friends. And then the next day we get up in the morning and we go to jazz fest and the Jazz Fest is, it's not all jazz. That's what everybody thinks because it's called Jazz Fest. But right. it's this, it's 12 outdoor stages. I was just looking at it because I'm going to be going, it's the end of May, first week, last week in April, first week in May every year. Okay. And so I'm going to go. Do you usually go? So that was 94. Right. So I can kind of, let me just tell you. So the okay. next day you go to the Jazz Fest, there's. 12, 13 stages. One of them's a blues stage. One of them's a traditional jazz oh, stage. Cool. One of them is a um, kind of a Zydeco yeah, fiddle, fiddle accordion stage. Yeah. One of them now, nowadays, then they've got two big stages where this year, last year it was, uh, you know, I think Bruce Springsteen played. And this year on the Thursday or on the Friday that I get there, the people closing the show are, oh, wait, is this... This is last year, so uh, but I just am open to this page. So last year, the first day, Beach Boys reunion with Brian Wilson closed one stage. Bon Iver was on another stage. Steel Pulse, Buckwheat Zydeco, you know, the next day closing the stage is Feist and Tom Petty was at another stage, you know, so, yeah, so, so it it's not be. just jazz. There's other big acts and some of the it's stages. It's a music are, festival some more of the than stages anything. Are, yeah, it's a music festival and then the food that you get all the booths are run by restaurants in the area and you have to compete with other restaurants where people do a taste test to see if you're going to be allowed to be, this is my wife doing a little guest appearance. Hi. Oh, hi. hi. I'm on Jackie's hi. podcast right, right. now. And yeah, you're hi, doing Jackie. a podcast. Hi, Jackie. Right now. Nice this is Belinda. Nice to meet Belinda. you too. And yeah, usually I don't just burst in to say hi, everybody. And it's a please. That's yeah. totally a lie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how's, how's it going? Are you it's a- going good. It's a, If you'd like to sit in, we're talking New Orleans. Oh, you are? Yes, and the music festival. Oh, right. Have you been? I have, yeah. Is it lovely? It's pretty fantastic. How's the food? Oh, he was just starting to start on the food. Oh, the food is unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I am friends with um, a, f- a person who I didn't actually know was Ivan Neville. I just knew him as Ivan. And then when I got down there and I saw him playing, I went, oh, look, there's Ivan. Um, I know him. We went to this. Of we the went to Neville Brothers. Of the Neville Brothers. He has his own classic. He has his own. Yeah, but that's how I am about a lot of celebrities. I'm pretty, you know, sort of. I, I, I don't know what happens to my pop culture. I sort of fly under. Right. The, so I anyway. call him Harry Ford. Is that okay? Harrison <laughs> is what are you calling him? And <laughs> but what I did was, so I said, so I say, you know, because he's obviously from New Orleans, and I say to him, I said. And all this bad food. And what I meant was that the food is completely, you know, delicious, but sort of bad for you because it's so rich and yummy. And I think I offended him because I kept on talking about the bad food. But what I really meant was so bad. It's It's super rich and very, very fattening and amazing. Yeah, I'm into butter and cream and large amounts. And crawfish. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll eat a crawdad. 
Yeah, I mean, oysters with blue cheese. And, oh my god, you know, with yeah. blue cheese. And what if yeah. we have that alligator something or other? Oh, um, the alligator pie from this restaurant down there called I can't remember like a the quiche? name. Of it. It's yeah, it's like Giacomo's. a quiche. It's Giacomo's. It's like a quiche, and it's unbelievable. It's got alligator and cheese and eggs and spices, and it's got a crust to it. And I saw the Big Easy ones. I, listen, it's, it's you'll lose quiche. your mind. It's called, what's it called? It's called, it's called alligator cheesecake. Yeah, cheesecake, yeah. Oh! And, yeah, it's a little scary ordering it, and then it's completely delicious. Of course. Okay, that's it from me, over and out. Okay, <laughs> see you later. Oh, it's great. That restaurant, Giacomo's, yeah. during Jazz Fest, they got a pickup truck, and maybe they have this all year, they got a pickup truck parked in the street in front of the club that's painted Giacomo style, yeah. with a table and chairs in it. So you can eat dinner in a pickup, if you, in the if, bed of a pickup, at a table in the bed of a pickup truck parked in front of a restaurant. That's people are will eat dinner there. I have the soundtrack to the Big Easy, which is the Dennis Quaid movie uh-huh. and uh, and and Squinty McClintock before Squinty McClintock. So the original Squinty McClintock. We're playing the game again of uh, not Renee Zellweger, but old timey Squinty McClintock was in the Big Easy. Oh, and oh. Uh, she married a billionaire, and she just came back uh, and uh, and is acting again. But it's not. It's not. Uh, Renee Zellweger, it is old-timey. Um, oh, I want to... Her s- name might be Catherine. It might be... Did she used to be married to Dennis Quaid? No. Nope. Not nope, that but there person. was a love scene in the Big Easy that was uh, pretty amazing. And But she was also... I feel like... Not Romancing the Stone. Was she in Romancing the Stone? Yeah, I feel like I'm a little lost on this. Oh, that's a good one, though. So tell me... But Giacomo's is mentioned in the... Um, in, in many of the songs, because Buckwheat Zydeco is on that no, album. No, no. Well, ja- that Giacomo is is a lyric in a song. Giacomo Finane is, is a lyric in a song, but that's not about the restaurant. The oh, restaurant is named after, after that. After the lyric. And I'm not sure even what that lyric exactly means. Fair enough. But, uh... Yeah. Anyway, so... The next day we go to Jazz Fest, and it's all these stages and all these great bands, and all the food booths at Jazz Fest are juried restaurants. They have to go through a process where they say, this is the food that we want to sell at our food booth, and people, judges, eat it and say, yes, that's good enough, or no, that's not good enough. So you can have this fried fish Ferdinand. You can have, there is a place that has red beans and rice. I always have to have a soft-shell crab po' boy, which is pretty unbelievable. Good Lord, um, that sounds amazing. They've got uh, this white chocolate bread pudding. That Then when my wife and I got married, we ordered from the restaurant who makes it to deliver here for a little party in our backyard a couple of days before we got married, this bread, white chocolate bread pudding that I had had at Jazz Fest. So the, wow. I went the first year in 94, and I went to the fairgrounds on, it, it, it runs on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday the first weekend, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday the second weekend. So okay. I was there for a... Um, Friday, I think it was a Friday and Saturday, and I, the next day, my flight was I had to leave in the middle of a day of Jazz Fest. As soon as I got there, all my friends were saying, "When you? how long are you here for? Yeah. And I would tell them I had to leave on Sunday in the middle of the day, and they were like, that's too bad. You know, you're going <laughs> to... I cried. When I had to go to the airport, say goodbye to everybody, I cried. You I genuinely so, upset? <laughs> I had the most fun just going out to see music all night, all day long. You're at this fairgrounds eating this yeah. food, and li- going from stage to stage. There's one thing, another thing. You can watch a, you can watch a blues band, what, then go to a gospel. There's one tent has gospel music all day long. Wow. And so you're going from one music thing to another music thing. You, you're eating this delicious food. Then you go back, you take a shower. 
because it's outdoors. It's at a horse track. Right. So it's outdoors. You get sweaty and dirty, but you're yeah. having a good time. And then you go take a shower. And then you go out all night, stay up till three in the morning, have some drinks and some more food, then sleep right. for five, six hours and get up and do it again the next day. I got home. I cried when I had to leave my friends because I was so, I had such a great time. And I told everyone, it's like, I can't believe there was something that I like this much that I didn't know about already. Right. You know, it'd be like finding out like, hey, you know, your penis, you actually have another one of those on your body. <laughs> you know, it was. I like the thing. It's Ellen Barkin, by the way. Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. Squinty McClintock uh, from uh, from the Big Easy. Was that her name, Squinty McClintock? No, no, she just call? has squinty She's eyes. Squinty. She's squinty like Renee Zellweger is. And gravelly, though, and boozy in a way that Renee Zellweger is not. I feel but like. aspires to. Renee's, Someday. She's, <laughs> Renee Zellweger hopes to one day be Yeah, Renee Zellweger is the poor man's Ellen Barkin. Uh, but. So I came home and I said, you know, look, you, <laughs> if you, if you want to murder me, you should go you can find me in New Orleans the last week in April for the rest of my life. I said, I'm never going to miss. I'm, really? I'm, I'm always going to be there. And uh, wow. for the longest time, this one guy, Kermit Ruffins, who was the guy that my friend Clark yeah. told me to go see, he had a running gig on Tuesday night. I was like, that's where you can kill me. You can kill me the Tuesday night between the first and the second weekend because I will be at Vaughn's watching Kermit. Yeah. And now it's too crowded. I don't, I see him. Oh, it's other very play. popular. Or? I see him. It, well, it's, the secret's out on that place. Yeah. But he plays many other places where you can kind of see him. So, but I, I was like, I'm never going to miss another year. And that was 19 years ago. I've not, wow. I've been there for Jazz Fest every year. And I have turned down corporate gigs in the, I, I can't say the number because right. my wife, <laughs> I mean, well, we just met. Yeah. I, I would turned hunt down, you down. I turned down gigs. That yep. were that time because I wanted to be there. It has not been easy to be there 18 years in a row for that. You know, yeah. there have been other opportunities. There have been temptations right. on the path to happiness. <laughs> there have been temptations, but I've resisted them. But the joy them. is so great. I've resisted them because it is just so much fun. And then it's about the circle of friends that you meet while you're down there. Right. You know? I suppose every year it's our sor- it can be some overlap, it's, right? It's, well, it's always my it had been always my friend Clark, but he's yeah. been off and on. And then, so that, based on that piece of advice, that cemented our friendship. And now he, he married me. When I got married, he was living in this room that we're sitting in at the time. Right. He was renting this out. And I was living upstairs and he would come upstairs and we'd share meals because the bathroom's up there. Oh, okay. He had a separate entrance. He was living in here. Sure, sure. And then my wife and I got reacquainted and married and I said, will you get deputized and marry us? And so yeah. he officiated our wedding ceremony. And, uh, so he's on one of the episodes telling a story on my podcast. He's, he's, there is an episode called La Bufadora where he tells this story. Anyway, Clark is a funny guy. So yeah. it's him and this other circle of friends, my friend, Mary Jo and Juliet. And then these two guys, Al and Michael from Portland and Seattle that we only, we became friends with them because we kept seeing them at the things that we went to see. They liked the same stuff we liked because you right. would see them in the crowd. Yeah. So that we start talking to them and they rented bikes. We always rode in a car yeah. that Mary Jo rented. But then I started, so for the last 10 years, I rent a bike and I ride bikes with them. And we all stay, now we all stay in the same place. We take over this B&B. Okay. And we've been staying there longer than the people, the, guy, the guys who've owned it, oh, probably own it like eight, 10 years. And right. we're all staying there longer than that. So Whoever week, owned it previously, you stayed there. Yeah. And so the rooms are full every year at this place with us. And, it's and, called the and Royal you, Street Benton 
Royal Street Courtyard. Royal and, Street Courtyard. Uh, and, and, it's, and do you stay for two weeks? We don't. No, I stay. You can't. For, we just generally stay for one week, the first okay. weekend. I go the first. We all go the first weekend. And you bring your wife and daughter? And My wife came before we had our daughter, and she liked it all right. But uh, it was not it was not her thing the way it's my thing and it's right. and I sort of feel like I told my Twitter followers look if you follow if or my podcast listeners if you follow me I'm going to tweet where I'm going and what I'm going to go see while I'm there like yeah. I'm going to go see this and so if you go to Jazz Fest you can go to the, see the thing that I'm seeing if you want yeah um, because that's my attitude when I go you can come with me and I'll tell you where I am right but you can't make me go to another place you can't right. make me go early. <laughs> And you can't make me go to bed. And you can't make me leave. <laughs> I, this is my thing that I do, that I want to do, that I've been doing for 18. It's my thing. When we got married, my wife said she wanted to have a baby. And I said, I had never really, I thought that was over for me. But I will, my thing that I have to do is she and Jake, <laughs> I have to go to New Orleans to go to that Jazz Fest. That is awesome. That is, that, that defi- I mean, the thing is, is when I said, what is your dorkdom? You were like, oh, I have a thing. I have a thing. And I was like. I've heard so many people say that, and then they don't have a thing. You, uh, Jake Johansson, have a thing. This is my thing. It's a weird thing to be able to... I'm so excited right now. You could tell yeah. I'm excited because yeah. I'm telling you the story. I feel like more than telling you about places to go and to blah, 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 I'm sort of excited to tell you about how passionate I am about the thing that is my thing. You right. know what I mean? And, and, if, and if people want... Like, here's... I have never enjoyed live music. Really? Oh. Out loud, Jackie? Yes. And it's because it's loud. And I've never enjoyed from when I was a kid. I've never and the thing is is I was in marching band and I loved marching band. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like how loud the band Well, some sometimes <laughs> the music why. can be loud. A lot of the great you, music like you don't get is to sit around band. and talk, right? Is there where, where's the well, sitting usually around the places and, where you go? There's one place called the Rock and Bowl. That it's a bowling alley where they have stay, uh, stage where they have live music. Sure. And then they also have food. Yeah. And that place, it had to move after Katrina because it, the building it was in. When was Katrina? Was that three, four years ago? 2005. Oh, my gosh. So seven years ago. Yeah. And there's still damage down there from that. Okay. Um, and I can show, I can show, well, these are pictures from Jazz Fest that, were, that are on my, anyway, I can show you some photos and stuff yeah. of the places that I've gone and post. The, Did you went, build a year after? Yeah, yeah. So Katrina was in September, and we in April they had Jazz Fest. They had it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I could start crying right now. Uh, well, <laughs> to talk about this yeah. because th- that's the great thing about New Orleans, and a, is that you can go and have. You don't need a lot of money to have a good time. You just want to have to, if you want to have a good time, you should have a good time and you don't need a lot of money. This place that I told you we went the first time, Kemp's, yeah. this bar in this neighborhood near yeah. the projects, those people were friggin' broke. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they don't have a lot of money, but this band was going and they were having a good time and, and you have a good time with time them of their lives. and you just jump around. I mean, in, in, this is what I used to say is I want to retire in New Orleans because Anywhere else in the world, the oldest guy in the bar is sort of like you feel sorry for him, like that old guy in the bar, he's a loser. In New Orleans, the oldest guy in the bar is the coolest guy in the bar. You know, it's like, not that he's drunk, he's not a drunk alcoholic, he's out dancing, having a good time with the people who know him. There's this guy, Uncle Lionel, who just passed away last year, was 80 something years old. He was in the Treme Brass Band, and he's, he's in. 
if you watch Treme, you, you yeah. can see this guy in the first episode. He plays the bass drum when they go on this parade. Yeah. I mean, but you would see him out. This guy, 80-something years old, out at a bar, 2 in the morning. And he's right. walking around. Wore his, his watch around this part of his hand. I mean, he was totally hip, dressed up, and just hanging out. Just tricked out, people, like just, we're... Yeah, very just, dapper. Just being and, out to watch yeah. people play and listen to music and say hello to people and dance and be a little bit of a celebrity, you know. Yeah. And then my this big Sam, my friend, you know, I'll run into him on the street. You know, he'll have do his gig and then they'll go out and just walk around the street and walk in and play with somebody else who's on stage. You know, you can see like these. Like pick up sets and You stuff see these or? unbelievable jam sessions where Ivan Neville, who's yep. Aaron Neville's son, okay. has got this band that Belinda was talking about. Yeah. And so he'll be playing. And then Big Sam will walk in and do a set. Or Big Sam's playing, and Ivan Neville's walking around the street, and he'll get up on stage and start playing the organ with, with them. And yeah. it's just these great... And and the live music is so... You're seeing such accomplished performers. The thing I always say about comedy is what a great value it is, because you get to see... You want to... you In in live entertainment, you want to see the most accomplished performer in the smallest possible venue. Right. You, you'd love to see the Rolling Stones at your corner bar. Right. And you go down to New Orleans and you can see guys who, these guys are shit. There's old guys who wrote hit songs, you know, that now you can see in this in this little tiny bar. This well, Ernie Cato, just, who passed away, yeah. wrote the song Mother-in-Law. Yeah. And uh, he, he passed away years ago and now his wife Antoinette just passed away a, a year or two ago. Right. Uh, but you could go see his neighborhood bar. Okay. And you would, he would get up and play. He would play outdoor. You'd go see this legend, you know, and right. he was, he, his thing was, I'm, I'm cocky, but I'm good. He, would, <laughs> he goes, I could go on stage and play one million seller hit after another million seller hit. You know, he was, it's funny. And he was right. <laughs> Just these characters that you get to see and these great musicians. So you get to go see a great musical show in a tiny venue. Like, I don't have time to try and go to the Wiltern right. to go sit in a seat and see a show. Like, you go out in L.A. Yeah. To, to see music sometimes, and people, hey, sit down. I can't see. Sit down. Yeah. It's like, don't sit down. Stand up. Get up. Get down. Right. Don't right. sit down. Get down. You know, just so you dance. You go see this music at night, and you dance, and you have the joy of being a person. Yeah. You know? I'm you make you me want to go, man. You oh, totally let me show you. This, this is a little video of me. You want to send a? You got to you got to send me a link too, so I can put it in the notes. So I don't think I can put this online because it's sort of secret. Oh, <laughs> well, it's not really secret. I've showed it to my wife, but <laughs> uh, uh, it's secret if it, if you're only your wife has seen it. It's it's kind of, but this is we're out. So we go to see this band, and it's a um, it's a Russian it's a Russian guy. Who's playing? He's playing these songs and singing these songs in Russian, and they're just going crazy, and we're going crazy, and uh, so, so that's me. That's me right there. In the middle, that yeah. is you. Yeah, yeah, and those are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are having the time of your life. It, it was. It, is so that's my friend Michael from Portland that I was telling yeah. you about. And, these, so, and the women are their wives or their or, friends? No, other friends. Before. People don't, other people's spouses aren't, aren't as into it as. So it's just a loose weekend we where everyone's so, like, yeah, I no, enjoy live music. And other people are like, I enjoy sitting 
and making bread. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever people like to do. Yeah, some people, yeah, she's a veterinarian. She's a veterinarian. And so, anyway, you, you just go out and you have this great time and at night and you eat this great food and then you spend all day listening to live music and doing stuff. You just go from one thing that you want to do to the next thing you want to do for a whole week. And wow. you, you can be late. You can, you know, you don't have to show up on time. Some people who are deaf, people go every year. There's a lot of people who do, who are as passionate about it. Most of those other people right. have been there every year, except, you know, when, when they got cancer, they took right, a year right, off. Right, right, right. I mean, that's <laughs> literally, they took a year off when they got diagnosed with cancer. And then the next year we had to bring a chair. So when you walk around, <laughs> they could sit down. But, uh, so that guy, Michael. Yep. So I've known him for all these years and we got to be friends because we'd see each other. And then. Sure. This is before we all started to stay at the same place. So I got married 10 years ago and, uh, and I invited Michael and his friend Al to my wedding. And then that was the thing where then everybody else was like, oh, we're this, we're this kind of friends now where we stay right. in touch when we're not in New Orleans. And then, then we, that's when we all started to stay at the same bed and breakfast when we go down there. So okay. now it's a group of friends. So whenever we go out, we've got whatever good time is happening. Plus we got our little circle of good time. Yeah. You know, not everybody goes to right. the same thing like every night. It's like six or 10 people or. And, it's and six you or, can... it's, it's uh, probably 10 people at our place. Yep. And then, and then there's another larger circle of a hundred people that you sort of know and acquaintances sure. that you know better than not. And some people who live down there now. Right. So Michael's daughter, when, when I met Michael, his daughter was um, young, like like maybe pre-teen. Well, yeah, she. I met her when she was fifteen, but I knew him when she was younger than that. Right. But when I first met her, she was fifteen, and uh, and now she's. I think she just turned thirty or about to turn thirty. Yeah, yeah. So she's the same difference in age to me as she is to my daughter. Right. And so when my daughter was born, so Michael came to my wedding. And then we all got to be better friends. And then when my daughter was born, I knew Michael's daughter and she lived down there and she was, uh, you know, she lived down there for a while because she went to Tulane. So I asked her to be my daughter's godmother. Mm -hmm. So, so now she still lives in New Orleans and, and this guy who I met in New Orleans and his daughter is my daughter's godmother. And we're all kind of, it's this, this little. It's a real relationship. It's like built from. It's all. Thanks to my friend Clark, who invited me down there that first. So all of these CDs, this pile of CDs here and in this box, yeah, these are all people that I've become exposed to. Most of them are people that I've seen actually live in, in New, New Orleans. Orleans. And so, you know, they've got a record store down there um, called the Louisiana Music Factory that you can visit online and you can buy CDs from the bands that you hear down there that aren't available. You know, they're on okay. small record companies. Right. And... Uh, or you go, or you, when you go see people, they sell a CD after their show and so yeah. you buy their CD. So, and my thing is, I just kind of can't. If somebody's selling a CD after the show of music that I hard. really like, I buy it. <laughs> like that Russian band is their CD is in here someplace. I have um, when we uh, when Andy and I were in Italy for our honeymoon several years ago, there was a gypsy band that was their that was their thing. They're like, we are a gypsy band. We are Romani. Music and there was accordion and guitar and it was amazing and we bought their album on the street there, and mm-hmm. it was, it's almost impossible if you're standing in front of a band enjoying it to not buy their music. Well, and I kind of, some of the music when you get it home and you listen to it or if I play it for you, it doesn't. You won't get it, but I get it because I've been to the show and it is actually, 
it's not only evocative, it's accurate. But if you hadn't seen the show, it doesn't feel this. It doesn't have you don't, the same. You don't have the problem where it doesn't hold up. Does 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 it always? There's hold some. Up? There's some definitely that are better than others. But sure. All of it, I've been going down there long enough that all, you don't regret. I don't regret buying a CD. There's some of them that no. I enjoy listening to over and over, and some of them you listen to one times. And and there's some of them now because I just surrendered to the. At first, I was trying to make a value judgment about should I get this band CD. But if I'm watching them live and then they take a break and there's a box of CDs, yeah. it's like I've I've got better things to worry about than whether or not I'm going to get the CD. So I just default. I just buy it. Yep. And uh, that's great. I love I. You know what? I love that guy at my shows. Uh, do you know Sean Patton, stand-up comic from uh, or Mark Norman, a couple of comics from New Orleans? <sighs> oh. Sean Patton did a joke last night. Uh, I feel like I've met Sean Patton, but he he does. He's he's a fascinating. Guy. They're both great comics, quite honestly. But mm-hmm. Sean Patton last night did this thing about how there's nothing worse than when someone says you're from Nolans, and he's like, and then he tells a ten minute story about how nobody says Nolans, and he's like, it's just it's not happening. I mean, he's like, it, I'm not saying that everyone's enunciating, but that's it'd be like. Walking up to somebody and 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 calling it the Big Apple. Well, it's people. The thing about New Orleans is you can. I can tell you about my experience they that yeah. I had down there, but I'm not from there, and yeah. I don't know. My friend one time who lived down there, I was saying we got to do this, and I know this is going to be better than that. And she said, "You don't know anything." You know? <laughs> she lived down there, and she said, "You don't know anything," and you don't. You don't. I can't. I, all I can tell you is how much I love the place, and these are people that I loved and. This is where I think is the best place to go see somebody. But the depth of the understanding of the understanding down there is is kind of beyond the layers our comp- of comprehension. So the only thing I would say to someone who says Nolans is like, look, don't pretend you understand something that you don't understand. This is not a thing that you can figure out. Right. It, it's you. It takes a lifetime. What looks to you like drunk people wasting their lives is is yeah. really. These are people who've got their priorities straight. Your priority in life <laughs> is to be happy yep. and connect with other people. And there's more people down there who understand that. Like, like I was going to buy a new car, but I spent all my money on tickets to live music. You know, I yeah. spent, I, I, I decided to have a party instead. Yeah. You know, that's, and that was the great thing about, you know, you were asking about Jazz Fest after Hurricane Katrina. And there was a lot of stuff in the news that year about they're having Mardi Gras, which Jazz Fest happens at the end of April. Mm-hmm. But Mardi Gras happens in February. Yep. And uh, people were making a big fuss about, I can't believe they're having this Mardi Gras party when they should be, you mourning know, mourning the... or rebuilding or whatever. This is when I kind of, but I feel like that is where, that is where people are wrong. Yeah. When you get gut punched and fall down, you should not cry. You should have a party. You should get up and go, you fucking, you don't, you don't yeah. beat me. You don't win. Right. You don't win. We're going to party. We're going to party. It was, uh, it was, yeah, you can't, it's like you can't, there's, there's a thing down there, a spirit that you just, you can't kill it because it's in everybody's heart, right. you know? And so that first jazz fest, go down there and have a good time yeah. after Katrina, was like, it was like you're in love with this old whore who's missing a tooth and an eye, and she's got one leg shorter than the other one. But then you go out, 
and the band starts playing and she's the best dancer. Right. You know, it was right. just like, it was just the greatest. So there's just a good time. Every year is a, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah, no, it. it's. But it's just such a good time. It just is so good for, for your soul. And so I, I just have such a good time. No, it's not for everybody. Belinda came down there. Yep. It was not her thing. She loved it. She loved the music. Right. And she did enjoy she the, food, the food. But it was, she didn't want to just go Moved and roll and around that. in it. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it sounds amazingly life affirming, you know, where it's. That's how, that's how, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the kind of thing that you don't know when you start doing something that you're going to be, like, like you said, you don't know that that's going to be your addiction. That's going to be the thing that triggers you to go, I need to do this. As often as possible. Oh, I was, before we got married, which is before Katrina, Mm -hmm. um, I thought, I'd sort of resigned myself because I had turned 40 and I thought, uh, you know, maybe I'm not going to get married. You know, maybe what I'll do is I'll rent this place that we're in out. Yep. And I'll get a place down in New Orleans and I'll just like, sometimes during the year, instead of coming home here, I'll just go down there. Yep. And I, and now it's so different now with this, all these home away Airbnb stuff. Yeah. You know, you could go down there and run a place and live for a month anytime. If I didn't have a family here, I would spend more time down there just because it's so, uh, Andy's so family nice. rented an apartment there for, mm-hmm. um, for Mardi Gras every year. Mm-hmm. And he went a couple of times when he was like 15 and 16. And there's, you know, and there's plenty of stuff to do. I'm told that are, that are family friendly, that are, yeah. that it isn't a drunken, Absolutely. Mardi yeah. Gras is more drinky-drunky, but if you're a local person, then you know the parties that you go to. I mean, if you're going to live down there, as my friend said, the first thing you've got to do is buy yourself a glue gun. A glue Cause, gun? Because you got to make your par- costumes. you got to make a all-gown <laughs> for this, and that's my mermaid outfit, and this is my this is my. No uh, wonder Andy octopus. loves it. We he loves a costume. At, we were out at 2 in the morning, and I got a picture of my computer of this. It wasn't super good. Because I was sometimes I just I'm too busy doing it to take a picture of yeah. it. But um we're out at two in the morning and uh there's still people, there's bands are still playing in the bars, but we're walking from across the street from one place to another because the band takes a break and we're so All I'm right. standing in the middle of the street because it's there's not there's no cars. And I'm talking to my friend, we're trying to decide, she and I, what we're gonna do next. And this guy comes around the corner in a full on crawfish outfit, like a paper mache. <laughs> It's a paper mache crawfish that is better, and it's realistic. It doesn't look like a cartoon crawfish. It looks like a for real... Like brownish... Like somebody in art school went out and made a brownish red crawfish outfit that looks like a real crawfish with a thing over his face that with a screen over it so tall. you can't... Yeah. yeah. And it's a guy in the suit by himself. No, he, he doesn't have a friend with him right. who's walking around with him. He was just at home, and it was two in the morning. And he said, "What the fuck? I'm going to put on that crawfish outfit. Go take a walk." <laughs> and so he comes around the street, and we're like, "Hey, you know, you got to go over to hug him and get your picture taken with him." And so it's like that's what's in it for him, I guess. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like a celebrity. It's like it's not like in front of the Grommans or anything. He doesn't want a dollar or anything. No, he's no, like, no, no he's, he's it's wants- two in the friggin' morning. <laughs> It's like, and he's by himself. It's not like right. he's he's smoking weed with his friend. He just yeah. decided, I'm gonna put this crawfish. My, I'm gonna put my crawfish outfit on. Right, right. That I have in my house this is for when item. I feel like this. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna go take a little walk. And I'm gonna meet some new people. And that's what he was doing. <laughs> One night, 
we were coming out of a a bar that's just down the street from where we played, where they got uh, you know they they have tapas and you know sometimes they have live music, but they were playing a there's this these alligator chomp chomp these two guys who do this uh, DJ show, but it's all old records. They got old live Sam Cooke stuff that you can't get anymore. It's this oh, okay. great DJ show, and it's. So it's three in the morning. We're coming out. We just had, we we decided to go get something to eat, right? You know, because they're still serving food at three o'clock in the morning. And we right. come out of the bar, and we're gonna go back. Like it's three o'clock. We gotta go go to bed. So we come out. We walk downstairs, and downstairs, when you come out of the bar next to the bar, there's a barber shop, and there's a street light, and they moved one of the chairs out of the barber shop, and there's somebody sitting in the barber chair with the apron thing on their chest, while another person is giving them a haircut. Yeah. At three in the morning, we get halfway down the block to the hotel. I'm like, I didn't even take a picture of that <laughs> because it didn't even register in my mind. Hey, is, isn't it weird that there's a person getting their hair cut in the street at three in the morning? Right, it wasn't even in the barber shop. It no. was in the street. It no. It was just like. And they were sober. They weren't like, hey, let's Stone get Stone sober. Just like, I, oh, you know what? I need a haircut. And he's like, yeah, well, I want to be on the street. He's like, well, let's yeah, move let's the barber the chair yeah. out there and I'll cut your hair. So, yeah, oh, that, that happens. So just all that kind of stuff that you, you, just people having a good time or doing their thing. Like, oh, that's, that's what you're doing. And it doesn't, and it isn't, it's not, it seems there's a certain amount of, not innocence to it, but it feels like, like it doesn't get belligerent. It doesn't, there's a, you know, there is a little bit of, there's some drunken nonsense going on, but sure. most of it is, mo- you know, you, I'm dancing a lot. And so yeah. you can have an amount of drinks that you would not normally have, right. but you're dancing and you're drinking water and you're, you know, you're exercising and you're, you're not, you just don't feel it. So I'm, I, I feel like there's a lot, there are some people that are, they're super drunk and out of line, but that is pretty rare. I don't right. see that very often. And also, right. and you're not really looking for it, so it's not really an area. Yeah, and if I'm going to see somebody that I really like, like Kermit or like Rebirth Brass Band, but it's too big of a crowd and it's too, but you know, you got to push in and it's so tight that people are right next to you all the time. I could do that when I was, you know, in my 30s, but I, I kind of can't. I, right. I just don't go. I, I just, you just, oh, you go. just you're like I'm gonna if go find a different thick, band. I'll go see somebody else. Okay, and I'll catch these guys another well, see, time. See that? I mean that that actually relieves me because I want to now. I totally want to go, but I don't like it when they're standing right next to me. Like some people love a mosh pit, you know, they like to do it, you know, like they'll ride the wave. But I would love to. Like I don't dance well, but I would like to jump up and down and dance. It's not the thing about dancing. The, the advice that I would give <laughs> is yes, uh, please. it's not really about technique or skill. It's about commitments and enthusiasm. That is the definition of the dork forest, right there, because yeah. it's about enthusiasm and commitment, and that's what makes something uh, a dorkdom. You know, if you do something ridiculous enough in New Orleans, someone else. We'll do it with you. Like, <laughs> you should never be afraid. Like, the proudest thing you can say is, I was the first person who got up to dance on the bar. Because <laughs> if you get up and dance on a bar in New Orleans, I promise you, someone if, some, if nobody else gets up there and dances with you, it's because they're all taking pictures. Because <laughs> they, they want a picture of somebody who's having that much fun. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just pretty, it's pretty great. Um... 
So I like the idea that you have to apply and sort of s- submit a menu of whatever, like if you're going to be one of the trucks, right? If you're going to be one of the booths that's serving food. In, that's inside the Jazz Fest, in the, right? Inside the Jazz Fest. And how much does it cost to go to Jazz Fest, if I may? This year, I believe... Has tickets it gotten at the, prohibitive, like... Well, like when Comic-Con? I first started, it was like $20, $25, which yeah. is a complete bargain for all day, for right. 11 till 7 at night. So 20 bucks a day? Yeah. Okay. And included in that ticket, you could watch Bruce Springsteen do a show for two hours of your time right. while you're in there, or right, Tom right. Petty, and right. then the rest of the time, you know, so... Now I think it's sixty bucks for a day. I okay. think, but if but the place we're staying, a lot of the times the festival will make a deal with some of the places in the city that will give you cheaper tickets in ahead of time. So I I mailed a check in. So I think I got my tickets this year for thirty seven or forty two dollars or something. You know, you save and, a little and, money. And you buy them. For, you you could save some money if you plan ahead. And and like you, and and can you buy for the whole weekend or? You can buy a ticket for every day for the whole weekend. Yep. They sell the tickets now by either first weekend or second weekend. So I have okay. three tickets to the first weekend, which means I could either three people could go the first day or I'm going to go one every day. Oh, I see. And then they have a thing that if you if you want to listen to New Orleans, listen to WWOZ online. That's their, it's not public radio, but it's listener supported radio. Uh, out of New Orleans? Yeah, WWOZ okay. online. You used to not be able to listen to it online, but my advice is whenever you get there, put it on your radio, but you, you can do that right in your house. Yeah. As soon as you're done listening to this, WWOZ, <laughs> they've got an app now where you can listen to it on your phone. And some of their shows are better than other of their shows, but they have, you know, heritage stuff. And let me, I'm, I'm just going to turn on the app while, and then we can just and then and then tea. oh yeah you know what we have uh we're we're, we're close here are we close this yeah, is we're almost close the to end. an hour i know that's Time the thing flies, about the door you know? forest and the that... great thing is that uh yeah i all feel like podcasts. the good news is i see i got all these cds and i could play you music sometime if you is that it is that the app yeah this is the app usually you can it tells you what's on Anyway, that's on right now. But uh, I'll pause it. It's just so anytime you want to listen to WWOZ, you can listen to it. And I suggest that it's a great, it's one of the greatest radio stations in the country. And a lot of times they're talking about things that are ha- every every other hour. I can't remember if it's the odd one or the even one on the half hour. Yep. They do the music listings for the night. So once you're used to going there, you know, they'll tell you, Dump- Ivan Neville's Dumpster Funk is someone somewhere. And Alex McMurray is playing somewhere and uh, you know Big Sam's Funky Nation is playing at this bar and Eric Lindell's going to play at this other place so and it's so you can listen to the they run down all the bars and all the live shows that are happening that night like the music listings yeah every uh, every couple hours so if you're not there you can know where to go if if, if I'm friends with someone I always say tell me when you're going to go I'll go online see who's playing I'll tell you what my what I would do if I was in town oh, you know, okay. what shows I would go see right and, and do uh, you, do you do you pretty much plan a day, like, or, or at least a couple of key things for the day when you get up? Well, for the, the Jazz Fest, fest yeah. I get the, I get the schedule out. I get I circle the things that I'm interested in. Right. There's always things that I've never. I don't know what they are. So you yep. want to walk around and do a path, and you know, have some oysters, or you got your soft shell crab boy, po' boy. So uh, there's some things that I know for sure I'm going to do at the Jazz Fest, and there's some things that are are maybe's, and sometimes you miss, like, okay, George Benson, I'm sorry, I didn't get to it. Right. Um, but w- my rule in f- that I learned in New Orleans, because you're sometimes you're at a place 
and you're having a great time, mm-hmm. but there's another thing somewhere else that if you don't go now, you're going to miss it. Yeah. And my advice is never walk away from a good time. <laughs> That's what I've learned. I've gotten burned on that a few times. Just don't walk away. If you're already having fun. Don't break it. Don't break it. And that <laughs> applies to music and ladies and food and whatever you want, opposite sex relationships. Do not never walk away from a good time. Jake Johansson, I'm going to call it. That is the best advice that anyone could possibly get. Well, so thank you. Everyone should go and see Jake Johansson do stand-up comedy, for it is always a treat to see you do the stand-up comedy, because it's great. Well, that is nice, and that is what uh, that is what I'm uh, about, is, right. is live performance. I just right. kind of realized that about myself a few years ago. But as, you're as doing I think more, and more, more and more live stand-up, doing more and more on the road. Well, and you your schedule's on jakethis.com? Yeah, my schedule's on jakethis.com. Come see a show, let's have a good time, yeah. and uh, don't be afraid to say hello afterwards, because yeah. I'm up for a hug. Not, yep. a, not a sarcastic hug, and not a ridiculous, not a we're trying to prove how strong we are hug. <laughs> I'm talking about... Just a hug. We know just, each other. Uh, just some people. Just some people hugging it out. And then uh, if you follow me, at Jake This, the last week in April, and you're in New Orleans, I'll tell you where I'm at. Yeah, and the Twitter, if you follow his Twitter feed during the during the Jazz Fest, which is, this will drop, like, probably right before then. Okay, so, sweet. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. And thanks for listening, folks. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?